You're listening to the Back Home Network, presented by Homefield Apparel. And welcome, Hoosier fans, to another episode of Doing the Work, the first show on the Back Home Network covering IU women's basketball. This is our 80th episode overall, recorded on Wednesday, November 1st. And I'm your host, Kathy Amos. Tonight, I'm joined by my co-host, Jeff Marlowe. And we will be giving just some quick high-level thoughts on the Northwood exhibition game where Indiana won 68-111. to But first, as usual, we will start this show as we start every show, and that's with our Hoosier Proud banner moment. And Jeff, for me, actually, the banner moment, I think, came before the television uh, the television uh, program started, and there was a moment of silence in Assembly Hall for Coach Bob Knight, who passed away earlier today, right before the game started. And I think this was our banner moment because it showed how much that Bob Knight meant to not just the men's basketball program, but all the basketball programs and all of our, our um, sports programs in general. And not only that, did we have one at Assembly Hall? Um, I've read that there are other places, including Mackey Arena, that had a moment of silence for Bob Knight. Later on tonight, Big Ten Network will be switching over to Bob Knight only programming, honoring uh, the legend that we have with our great Coach Knight. So for me, I think it's condolences out to his family, friends, former players, and all of us fans that kind of maybe grew up watching him coach and really, you know, helping us get to know the game of basketball. It was really a great moment for our whole, um, our whole program, I think, as everyone had that moment of silence. And for me, that was our Hoosier Proud banner moment. And as always, our banner moment is brought to you by Homefield Apparel. They are the presenting sponsor of the Back Home Network, which includes the Assembly Call and Crimson Cast. Homefield is constantly releasing new schools or updating their products for schools in their existing line. So you're bound to find something for you or anyone in your life that just loves great collegiate gear. They are constantly release, releasing new merchandise, so be sure to go to their website, homefieldapparel.com, often, and make sure you're keeping up with whatever you might want to get. And not only do you get good quality apparel, you're supporting an Indiana-based business that has its root in the Kelly School of Business. And better yet, if you have yet to order from them, you can use our promo code HOME23 to get 15% off of your first order. Again, that's promo code HOME23 for 15% off. The website is homefieldapparel.com. We're one for the team. All right, Jeff, and um, on to let's talk about the game. So I'm not sure that there's much we can take away from the exhibition game tonight, um, but we'll we'll give some quick high level thoughts. And again, that the final score was 68 to 111. So Jeff, I'll just let you go first. What is maybe a, a, an overarching theme you have that maybe we can take away from tonight's game? Well, first of all, I want to go back to Coach Knight a little bit. I think we all have, those of us especially who are my age, maybe a little younger, a little older, all kind of have a favorite Bob Knight story. And 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 you're going to see a ton of those stories over the next few days. But uh, just, you know, the, the impact that he had on 
basketball as a, as a whole, basketball in the state of Indiana, basketball at Indiana University. And again, you're you're going to also end up you know, having to talk about some of the other things, but Coach yeah. Knight and basketball, Coach Knight and what he meant to the university were such a, a huge impact, especially through the 70s and the 80s, um, uh, through that period, the early 90s. So just condolences to his family. And like you said, Kathy, I'm going to kind of look forward to this after we get done here, moving over and watching some of the stuff on Big Ten Network tonight that they're doing with with Coach Knight and and some of the things that they've got on on there. I think I was looking, there's a, a Big Ten icon. They're going to do the episode about the trip uh, mm-hmm. that the 87 team took the summer before they actually, or the actually the summer before 87, it was actually at summer before what's really known as the season on the brink. Um, they're going to replay a couple of the championship games um, and stuff. So I'm really looking forward. Uh, the 81 team, I think the Big Ten, um, what do they call it? wasn't Big Ten icons, but uh, but yeah. they do, there's an 80, a segment on the 81 team there as well. So really kind of looking forward to seeing some of that stuff over the next day or so as we, we honor Bob Knight. But I think the yeah. one thing back to the game so before before we get into the game, though, Jeff, maybe we'll just take another minute. Do you have a favorite thing that really sticks out in your mind from Coach Knight? And I know our friends at Assembly Call, we know Crimson Casses. I think they're they might still be live right now, or at least they were um, honoring Coach Knight. And tomorrow Assembly Call is. <laughs> um, so we'll leave it leave it to them. But how about for you? Do you have one thing that in particular sticks out for you? Uh, I got a couple, actually. I mean, there's maybe, and again, probably shouldn't get me started, but I can remember being a little kid um, and really first getting interested in basketball and, and, and channel four used to have these little like one minute, minute and a half segments. I can't remember exactly how long they were of Mm -hmm. like Bob Knight basketball tips. And it was his Mm -hmm. son, Tim and a friend of Tim's that would Mm -hmm. be the kids that would be in the, in in the little commercial. It was almost like, but, but, um, so those were things, you know, it was like, and it was always like back then it was like, he was right before, you know, like the, uh, I'm trying to remember what was the show on in the afternoon. was that, uh, the, the cowboy Bob show and stuff. And it was like, it was like, oh man, I can't wait to see what Knight's going to talk about today. So it was that 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 yeah. aspect of a little kid growing up, um, yeah. and and being a huge IU fan, and we were winning, <laughs> and you, you know, right. just like right. you're always going to win. Uh, but probably my one memory is actually I was a fan at, at a game. I didn't get to go to a lot of games as a kid and i'd been to one game and 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 over the what back then was was it the indiana classic that they played over christmas break and then we went to another one several years later and we were up up under first level but we were underneath the balcony so not the best seats in the world um but they were playing michigan state and this was the year that they end up writing the book that feinstein wrote the book it was 86 so 86 and, and, and yeah it was 86 and they're playing Michigan State. Daryl Thomas comes walking out on crutches. And when my family and we're all kind of there looking like, what the heck happened to Thomas? <laughs> and kind of thought, did Knight kick him or something? But, you know, it was like, you know. Uh, but anyway, during the course of that game, they were playing Michigan State. And if I recall, they actually ended up winning that game with Scott Skiles at Michigan State. And Michigan State ended up making a nice run that year. Um, but there was a point where Knight got mad at Alford. And, I mean, there's 17,000 plus. I mean, it's sold out. And you can hear night over everybody just yelling at Alford, Steve, you know, and he's, he's just yelling at Steve. Now this is on the far end away from where night is. So offers down at the other end, trying to take the ball out of bounds. 
and the ref won't give him the ball, and, the, and Knight's just yelling at him, Steve, and the whole, like I said, he's the whole place can hear him. And yeah. Alford, in my opinion, I'm watching Alford. He's like, look at the ref, like, give me the ball. I don't, I don't want to go over there. Well, finally, the ref kind of looked at him, and the, and and some guy in the crowd, I don't know, obviously, you know, it was it's like Steve, Bobby wants you. So Knight had, or Alford had to jog over there, and get his chewing out from Knight, and then go back to the you know to, to the far end and take it out. But I was just like, here, you know, it's over seventeen thousand people. And it wasn't like it was a roaring crowd or anything. But you know, seventeen thousand people. There's a lot of mumbling, and you know, there's just you know, yeah, like, yeah. You could hear night shouting over everybody. It's <laughs> like wow. But yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah he he. I, I posted this on the Substack. You know, night was the guy that really made me want to be a coach because it was, you know, the things that they did, the, 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 um, the things he did as a coach back in the seventies and the eighties, those were the things that made me want to be a coach. Cause I, I thought that was what coaching was about teaching kids, leading kids. Mm-hmm. And that was the reason I got into coaching. Yeah. Awesome. Well, thanks for sharing that. Um, yeah, I don't, um, I don't have anything quite, um, so poignant, the things that the two things that stick out to me, the one is he had that um, show before the games where he'd get on his chalkboard and draw oh. out plays and teach. That's when I really started getting into wanting to know more about basketball. Um, I was probably eight or oh. nine or so when I first remember that. And then um, I wasn't as lucky. I didn't go to my first game until college. But I do remember my senior year, I was finally able to afford season tickets. But I saw a clip that somebody posted of him. I think it was also at a Michigan State game where people started throwing things on the court. Mm-hmm. And he got on the PA and, and yelled at him. Yep. And I looked at my husband, I showed him that. I said, this wasn't the game. But I was at a game where he yelled at us in the student section, too. And I just remember him doing that. The whole student section, we just kind of looked at it. And we're like, oh, shit, we're in trouble. We better stop. He, he <laughs> so, had he had some he had some very high expectations of his fan base and and you, yeah. you kind of saw that as well but you you, you talk about the show i remember every sunday morning my we watched the bob knight show on sunday morning yeah. on channel four and and i i was watching it and i'll never forget when he you know he got into the feud with purdue a little bit and over something that had happened with isaiah thomas and the next thing you know is he brings out the donkey on the tv show and tells everybody <laughs> that he's here to present the purdue point of view and he's got a purdue hat on yeah and he says his first name is jack and you could probably guess his last name <laughs> and it was like you know it was like you know and people iu fans ate that kind of stuff up and 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 so with that so yeah I, I, it made me think about when you brought up the the pregame show type of yeah. thing it, it made me think about the sunday morning shows um with that so but yeah i mean those people born what after 1995 don't really remember you know and some of you know you can just go on youtube pull up some of the you know some of the things i know some people think he was a bully and and, and went over the top but there were also times people, reporters and things, asked him dumb questions, and he had some great answers. The one in St. Louis where he, they asked him about Damon Bailey, and he, you know, start picks up the glass and starts rubbing it like it's a crystal ball, and that's just some classic stuff. But uh, yeah, so but anyway, let's talk about the women yeah, a little bit, Kathy, because you know that's game, what we're so. supposed to be here more for. Yes. I, I, it I seems important. This, yeah, you asked me the question about what I thought. I, I like the fact we played a lot of people. I, I I know we're not going to play that many people when we go out to Stanford in a couple of weeks, but everybody played. 
and everybody that played scored except Ariel Wisney. She uh, she played six minutes, and like I said, was the only one that didn't score. Um, but mm-hmm. I liked I I you know you look at the minutes here, and again, it was a it was a Division two team they're playing, but nobody really played more than twenty. You know, the only Lene Beaumont. Okay, I can live with Lene Beaumont and Hannah yeah. Sandbeck playing twenty two minutes. None of the yep. starters paid played more than half the game, and to me, mm-hmm. that's huge. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think so too. And especially, you know, uh, Mackenzie Holmes only played 14 minutes. She had 28 points in those 14 minutes. She went 14 of 14 from the field. And I guess if we're going to pick on her, she missed two free throws. So I guess, you know, we can't all be perfect, right? But um, my goodness, I don't know what your thoughts are overall on Mackenzie. I, I know we've seen amazing things from her in the last four years. We've talked a lot about her footwork. And maybe in my brain, things of, you know, forgotten things i am getting old but i feel like i feel like her footwork is actually even better than it was last year again Hmm. you can't take it away with the the opponent maybe you know she was definitely um oversized um compared to the the gals from northwood but i just really thought that her footwork tonight looked even better than last year and i thought it looked great last year so was that maybe just me jeff with my bad memory or did you notice anything with her footwork tonight I thought her footwork looked really good. And I think it probably has improved. I think that's a good observation because you know, she's working on it. You know, you know, good, good basketball players and good post players don't ever stop working on their footwork. You know, you're always looking to find ways to improve it. Um, But again, I didn't think she got much resistance tonight. That's the one thing. Let's see. uh, Let's I'll be more excited to see what she looks like. And again, Mm -hmm. not that she's going to look bad, but let's see that footwork. And I think we'll really know how improved her footwork is when we see her against Cameron Brink at Stanford. Yep. Um, And with that, but I also want to point out Chloe Moore McNeil only scored two points, but she had 10 assists. I think, I think if you, in 17 minutes, (laughs) in 17 minutes. And again, again, the opponent was not, it wasn't Stanford, it wasn't a Big Ten caliber opponent. But I think if you could get, you know, let's say you just get six or seven assists a game out of Chloe and you get six or seven points you're going to live with that because you know, that's that. And, and I'm trying to look real quick. No, no turnovers. So, you no. know, kind of an infinity assist to turnover ratio at this point. And again, none of these, <laughs> stats, <laughs> none of these stats count as for the season. So like we talked yeah. a little bit last week about Matt catching Tyra bus, the all time leading yep. scorer, all that point, all those this points tonight count. don't count. They don't count. But um, I wanted to ask you, what'd you think of the freshmen? Uh, what did you think of Lamondola and, yeah. and Beaumont now that we actually got to see them? Yeah, that's great because I wanted to go there as well. So let's maybe both start with um, uh, maybe Lene. Um, since we had Lene on our show, I thought she was just a very, very articulated young woman. And I thought her poise that we saw in the interview with her actually showed up tonight. Um, I, again, there you know wasn't a huge crowd tonight. It was a nice sized crowd, but she ended up with 11 points um, in the 20 minutes that she played. Um, and seven assists too, which was very surprising. So I thought for a freshman, she looked really poised. Um, I think she, like a lot of the the freshmen in that second unit or whatever we want to call them, I, I really think that she clearly needs to work on her defense yet, which again is expected. She's a freshman. The level of defense that's going to be expected from Coach Morin at this level is not what she was probably doing in Illinois in high school. Um, and the only other thing is every once in a while, she did look like she leaned into her shot a little bit and looked a little bit off, off balance. But overall, I thought, I thought Lene looked like she was really poised and ready for the moment tonight. 
Yeah, I think you're just you're reading one line up there because I, I made that mistake a little bit earlier before we oh, came on the air. Lexi Bargesser is the one who well, had the seven assists. You're right. Lene yeah. only had three, but don't I shouldn't say yes. only three, but she had three assists. Yes. I, and, and and there was a little bit of there, and I hate to make comparisons like this, but she really did give me almost a little bit after watching them in there today. I felt like a little bit of a Gabe Cups vibe. Like she really looked like she was ready for it. Not that and, and by the way, I didn't think I thought Jules played all right. She she struggled a little bit shooting the ball. Um, Jules Lemondola was only one yeah. for six, only finished with two points, but, and then she also had five fouls, but yeah. I, I, I think, you know, from what we saw of the closed scrimmage, secret scrimmage, whatever we're calling it now, she had played pretty well. So I, but especially with Lynette, I really got that vibe that she just, that she, that again, quality of the opponent is a diff is a different level. But I just really thought she looked like, you know, she was ready for that moment when she got on the floor. Yeah. Yeah. I thought Jules looked a little um, not quite as ready compared to Lene. Um, but I, I thought specifically to your point with the five fouls, I thought she and I wrote it on my notes. She looked kind of handsy on defense. And to me, I think she needs between the two freshmen. I think she definitely they both need. To, to continue growing and learning the defense, obviously, but I felt like she has a little bit farther to go than Lene does. Um, that, at least that was, again, it's a small sample size. We had, yeah. you know, 15 minutes for Jules and 22 minutes for Lene against an, an opponent. We, you know, a division two opponent we won't see again. So who knows um, how it will continue to grow. But I, I, I see big things from both of them, to be honest. Um, now, would they continue to get double digit points or excuse me, minutes? I don't know, especially once we get into the bigger the bigger games that we'll see the whole lot of either one of them as of right now. But again, small sample size, so not yeah. drawing any hard lines in the sand. Yeah. And then, um, you know, so those were the two, you know, I thought it was interesting, the two freshmen. And I think you'll see them get some minutes. I, like you said, they'll be curious whether they get double digits. Yeah, I think it'll be hit or miss. I think we'll mm. we'll kind of see them in some games probably get a lot more run and other games we might not see them hardly at all maybe a minute or two here like we kind of did with some of the freshmen last year. Mm. Um, but speaking of newcomers, um, how about Sharnice Curry Jelk? So she didn't play much in the first half, but um, she she got a number of minutes in the second half um, for a total of eight minutes. And what what were your overthought overall thoughts on her coming? You know, other newcomer into the program this year. Yeah, you know, we know she's supposed to have upside, and we know she's supposed to you know bring some things. And they even talked about in the broadcast a little bit that coach coach Morin and the staff has really got high hopes for her. But I really didn't see enough out of her tonight to really judge one way or the other. I, I right. again, she only got got basically one official minute in the first half and you know kind of got in there and, and and you and I were texting back and forth kind of wondering if maybe she was still na that nagging injury a little bit was the reason they were limiting her minutes and I still wonder if that was part of it but yeah. you know I think also another one that you talk about defensively sometimes it takes a little bit of time for the newcomers to get used to coach Morin's defensive system yeah the only thing I would say with um with uh, Sharnice for me is they posted her up a lot and, and, you know, I, my husband and I are watching the game and I said, you know, if we, it's okay to post her up tonight against a team that's much, much smaller, but she really needs to, to probably put on some more muscle if they're going to post her against other teams that, mm -hmm. you know, maybe have a bigger size. I think she's really going to get pushed around if we see her getting posted or posted up. And especially when we get into big 10 playing, she just doesn't look like she's, that's the kind of player I would expect her to be. So I was a little surprised to see her posting a lot. 
Well, remember, they brought her in somewhat feel to be a backup five, if not yeah. at least a four. So you're going to see her on the post quite a bit. I thought it was interesting that Lily Meister ch- uh, got a three up tonight, you know, yeah, and, she, and, and, and she missed it, but she was, you know, she yeah, shot it. So she, she um, tried it 14 rebounds. Yes. Lily. I was going to say, yeah. you know, I, I was hoping you'd bring that up because, you know, you know, Lily Meister out there doing, you know, in, in our, our friend Joel and the workaholics is often referring to her as baby Mac. Um, yeah. you know, and Joel and Richie call, refer to her as baby Mac. So, um, you know, 14 points and or 14 points, 14 rebounds. Uh, she had a double, double 10 points seven, double, and 14 double. rebounds in 17 minutes. Yes. Yeah, that's some good efficiency. I think she was our only double-double tonight, too. Yeah. Yeah, and it's hard to get a double-double yeah. when you're playing less yeah, than half the game. So I'm not, you know, <laughs> the fact that anybody did is is, is pretty pretty amazing. Yeah. yeah. Um, anybody else you want to talk about tonight? Um I think we got I think we got to talk about Sarah because Sarah came out on fire. She was five for eight on threes, six of 10 overall. But if you get that out of Sarah Scalia uh, on a regular basis, then we're going to have, then I think we're going to be in pretty good shape come big 10. And I thought she looked, again, we talked about this in the preview show a little bit last week and, and we'd heard some things over the summer that she, that she does look like she's leaned out a little bit. She looks to be in better shape. Not she was in terrible shape last year, but just really looks like she's really leaned out. And she may be in the best shape of her life so far. Yeah, she looks really good. And she looks she looked really confident with yep. all of the eight three-pointers that she shot. So, yeah, she ended up five of eight. She made her first five straight. So, um, I believe that's right. She went five for five to open up. She ended up with a second high, high score with 17 points and threw in another two assists as well. I thought she looked really poised out there, really smooth, too, with her shot. Um and I feel like some of the reports we were hearing about her getting her confidence back mm-hmm. looked looked the part tonight. Yeah. So that yeah, she she really excited me as well. So um, so I guess we might as well finish off the starters too. So we haven't talked a whole lot about Sydney or Garzon. Would you like to maybe give a couple thoughts around either one of them? Uh, both were efficient, especially sit or especially uh, Yarden. She was five for six, two of two from deep for her 12 points. Um, and, and, and with that, so, but she also had four rebounds, four assists and, and she had a block. So, you know, again, I, I think again, and she, I, I she only played 19 minutes. If you extrapolate that out to 29, 30 minutes that you're going to play against the better teams, you're, you're, you know, and again, the quality of the components can be a little better, but you can very easily see. And we talked a little bit about this in the pre preview show last week. And a couple of times during the off season, you could see Yarden move up into that 15, 16 point range pretty easily. Yeah, absolutely. She she looked really good out there and, you know, it was good to see her on the court and hear, you know, coach had said all summer that she'd really filled out in her shoulders and that she was, you know, broader in the shoulders and, and she looked at tonight and um, and she also, you know, looked really confident in her shot. She was two, two from threes, as you mentioned, and um, she just overall, I thought she looked really fluid in that game tonight. So I, I was really I'm excited to think about what we're going to see from her the rest of the year. Um, what are your thoughts on Sydney? I thought Sydney really had a quiet night uh, through yeah. most of the, especially the first half. And even in the third quarter, I kind of looked around. She had like six or eight points and she finished up with, with 14. Uh, again, very efficient, six of eight from the field, two of three beyond the arc. Um, I think the one thing I'd like to see Sydney do a little better job of, but again, I'm nitpicking here is she only had one rebound. I think yeah. she's got to be a little more active on the glass, um, but she had two assists and a block 
and, and a couple steals. So again, kind of the typical Sydney Parish uh, performance. And I think we'll see her do the same thing against some of the better competitions. Sydney just finds a way to, it seems like to always have about 13, 14 points, uh, usually five or six rebounds, a, a few assists and a couple steals. Yep. Yep. That, that I had a mostly exact same thoughts on Sydney, you know? Yeah. I, I expected maybe a little more from her on the defensive, excuse me, on the rebounding side of things, especially going against this opponent. Um, she didn't look quite as aggressive as, you know, maybe we've seen her in a, a lot of the games last year. And again, maybe the opponent, it was harder to get excited for. Maybe there's other things going on. Who knows? It's again, small sample size. Yeah. So outside of that third quarter, she put up 10 points in that third quarter and she ended up with only 14. Again, none of the stars played in the fourth quarter. So, um, you know, we'll, we'll give her a little break on that, I guess. Right. But yeah, hopefully, you know, we'll see maybe a little, more, I know we got to find that right balance with Sydney. Like when we were talking about our pre player preview, we were talking about her fouling and now she's coming out and I'm saying we need her to be more aggressive. Well, there's <laughs> so a difference. Let's find the right spot. You can her. be aggressive without fouling though. I mean, exactly. it's just a matter of what that, I will say the one thing, and again, it's an exhibition game. And I think that you yeah. hit on something, Kathy, you didn't say it this way, but I think I'm not sure that you play. I, I know and coaches don't want to hear this, but in an exhibition game like this, that doesn't count in the wins and losses, you're really just trying to get people minutes. Sometimes you're playing different conference time. I'm not sure you're quite as 100%. You know, you're not diving on the floor for loose ball. You're not, you're not maybe making that extra effort to get to a ball going out of bounds. And I'm not talking about Sydney Parish specifically here. I'm talking about just anybody. I right, saw this a little right. bit and like I was watching the Illinois Kansas game the other day in that that at that charity ex exhibition game. And they were playing and they were going up and down, but you also could just kind of tell there were times they pulled up a little bit. They didn't really step in front of anybody. They didn't, they were a little hesitant to maybe dive out of bounds for a loose ball, you know. But those are things when the games count you're going to see more of. And I think some, you know, it makes me wonder if a little bit, of, if some of the players, because again, you don't want to risk, you don't want anybody getting hurt tonight. No. That's the other thing. You come out of this, you're like, nobody got hurt. Let's, yep. We're good to go. Super we'll play, yep. play Eastern Illinois next week and get ready for Stanford on the 12th and let's go. Yeah, absolutely. So and here's an interesting stat for you. So amazing three point shooting. We were 11 for 22 for 50% free throw shooting eight yeah. of 16 for 50%. So if we're going to, again, small sample size for going to nitpick. I think the free throw shooting is something I think personally is going to be an, an anomaly. I don't think that's what we're going to end up seeing from them the rest of the year. So I think that's just an outlier, but what are you, any overall thoughts between, <laughs> between those stats? I'm not getting worked up about it tonight, but it would be something that I'm going to talk with them about tomorrow. If I'm coach more like, yeah, it may have been an exhibition, but we got to be better than 50%. Right. Um, Something like when, how Jared Sussman simply called, we'll put a pin in it. We'll just keep it in the back of our minds, but yes, nothing I'm too excited about. Right. Yeah. I'm not, not too worried about it right now. Yeah. Overall, though, I think this was just, we had a nice, especially that whole fourth quarter, we're all bench players. And I think this will give, there's a lot of things I think our bench has to work on. Like I mentioned, I think they're a little close, slow on some of the closeouts and rotations on defense. But I think this is exactly what an exhibition game was supposed to be, mm -hmm. where no one got hurt. <laughs> we had some really great confidence boosting for our starters, especially Sarah and McKenzie. And we got a lot of great film for a lot of our bench, especially for our freshmen and, and Sharnice, our newcomer, where 
I think the coaching staff will be able to sit down and really show them where there's specific things now they can work on and they've not had to play just against themselves in practice or against with their men practice squad that they, they play against. So I think overall, that's my overarching kind of thought and takeaway from the game tonight is that if this is an exhibition game you would write a script for, this is how I'd want it to play out. It's just nice to have basketball to talk about. We've we've yeah. been we've done shows all off all summer, all off season, talking about previews, this, this. We actually got basketball to talk about tonight. And I know I'm sounding like the guys over on AC radio, but it's true. We actually have some basketball to talk about. And now we've got a few days, well, several days. They don't play again until the ninth. But, you know, we got basketball to talk about. We got opponents to start getting ready for. And, and so it's just exciting to see it. And 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 you know, you look at this group, and if they play to their capabilities and some of these players, and we didn't really talk about Lexi Bargesser. I thought Lexi had a nice game tonight. Um, she did. You know, if we yeah. get some of that, you know, if we get Lexi, we get Lily to play what we know Lily can do. And then you throw in, especially the two freshmen, but even Sharnice, if we can get to where we're nine, 10 deep and, and, and with what we're, what I think we're capable of, what we think, man, we're going to be right there at the end, especially, you know, rather than being second or third that we kind of were predicting in the league. We might be yeah, right there with Ohio State, more. you know, so. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I don't think we'll repeat the 63% field goal or 50% three-point shooting on a normal night, but it was nice to see that, and it was nice to see the ball go through the hoop and be able to talk about it. Um, Jeff, any other um, summary thoughts you have on the game, or maybe we wrap this one up and, you know, we'll put, we'll put the proverbial pin in this game and we'll we'll move on to the next one. But do you have any other kind of wrap-up thoughts you want to go over? Um, again, level of opponent, but the points in the paint was just ridiculously, a ridiculous yeah. a, a score. It was, you know, we outscored them 68 to 20 in the paint and and we had 51 possess we had 76 possessions we scored on 51 of them i mean that, that those are you know some ridiculous numbers but again let's see us do it against eiu let's see us do that against you know and i know we won't but let's you know but you do that against stanford then we're really talking about something you know but yeah. but i know it won't be that kind of there won't be that huge margin but um you know, it just showed that we had a real, we had a real big advantage. I wasn't just Mac, you know, Mac had no. 28, but there were 40 other points scored in the paint. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I think I kind of gave my overarching thoughts. So if you don't have anything else, do you want to lead us into what's coming up next? Sure can. Hey, Kathy, I will say one thing, too, before you, find, you wrap us up here a little bit. You know, and, and again, it's an exhibition, but, you know, I would like, be interested to go back to last year, how many times we had crowds that were, you know, 7,800, you know. You know, I think, you know, even for an exhibition game, that I'd like to go – I need to see if I can go back and see what the exhibition um, attendance was last year, even coming off, you know, with that group, because 7,800 people showed up at Assembly Hall tonight. And I'd be interested yeah. to see how many of their next week – and, and as we move forward, obviously, in the season with the season ticket sales and stuff. But to me, 7,800 for an exhibition game is a really good number for this program. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, thanks for pointing that out. That That is great. I hadn't seen that number yet. I just kind of got my gut feel, and I thought it looked pretty good for an exhibition game. So awesome. All right. Well, with that, um, Jeff and I are keeping it pretty short and sweet tonight. We'll have a normal um post-game show um, coming up for one of the, the games coming up. Um, so first, the first official game will be against Eastern Illinois. That will be on November 9th. That airs at 7 Eastern, 6 Central. 
And then on November 12th, um, that game, excuse me, will be on Big Ten Plus. And then on November 12th, which is the key markup, key matchup of our non-conference that we've been talking about is Stanford. And Stanford game will be again that Sunday, November 12th. The game is five Eastern, four Central, and that will be on ESPN. So keep your eye out for both of those games. Um, in terms of for us, our next episode of Doing the Work will actually be next Wednesday, November 8th. Um, we'll, we will be on at our normal time, which is 8 Eastern, 7 Central. We will be previewing the Eastern Illinois game on the 9th and then Stanford on the 12th. Um, right now, we are not planning on doing a post-game show on um, after the game on of Eastern Illinois, but most likely should have one for the Stanford game. Um, and then, as we mentioned, our assembly call friends will be on tomorrow night, um, their Thursday normal weekly show. I had to think for a minute what day of the week it was. <laughs> so I had to pause. So, yes, tomorrow. Tomorrow is Thursday. Um, and if you want to see us do the show live and be part of our live chat, make sure you subscribe to our YouTube channel. Um, that is now at youtube.com slash at back home network. So it's not um, at assembly call anymore. It's been moved to the back home network and it's a little more encompassing. Again, you get us, you get assembly call and you get the crimson cast folks there too. Um, our private community has moved as well. If you want to find out more how to be part of our, our private community, you can go to assemblycallstack.substack.com. Again, that's assemblycallstack.substack.com. Um, special thanks to John Ringer of Riggs Design for designing our new logo. A big thank you to Bob Thompson for the music you heard throughout our broadcast. And thank you all for listening either live or after the fact. Um, we really appreciate all the support we get from everyone out there. But we will be back to talk hoops with you again soon. And until then, keep your elbow in, your eyes on the rim, and let's go Hoosiers. All right, everybody. All Thanks right. for checking in. Yeah. Yeah. Nice, nice size crowd for post exhibition game with a few other things going on. So appreciate the people that, that showed up, kept yep. it nice and short and sweet. So we tried to, that's exactly what we want from an exhibition game and exactly what we wanted from an exhibition post game show. <laughs> so, so all right. <laughs> everybody, we will talk to right. you next week on Wednesday. Yeah. See you guys.